This is 2 Kings chapter 7. I'm going to read nine verses to you. Elisha said, listen, God's word. The famine's over. By this time tomorrow, food will be plentiful. But the attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man, you expect us to believe that? Like trap doors opening in the sky, food tumbling out? So Elisha said, you'll watch it with your own eyes, but you will not eat as much as a mouthful. Uh, Elisha got a little salty there, huh? A little, a little grumpy. The prophets can get grumpy. So it happened that four lepers were sitting just outside the city gate, and they said to one another, what are we doing sitting here? What are we doing here at death's door? What are we doing here? If we enter the famine-struck city, we'll die. If we stay here, we'll die. Let's go take our chances with the camp of Aram. Now, who's Aram? Aram is the enemy that is camped around the city that is keeping the food in and out. That's why they're, they're in a famine, because the enemy has entrapped them. So they said, let's go for it. Let's make a move. We'll throw ourselves at their mercy. If they receive us, we'll live. Here's my favorite verse in the Bible. Y'all ready for it? If they kill us, we'll die. <sighs> it's not spiritual. I just like it. I just, I'm like, I get that. I get you. Here's, here's my definition of faith. Y'all ready? Here's my definition of faith. We've got nothing to lose. <laughs> So after the sun went down, they got up and they went to the camp of Aram. But when they got to the edge of the camp, surprise. Everyone say surprise. surprise. Not a man in the camp. The master, this is the Hebrew word for Yahweh God, God Almighty. The master had made the army of Aram, heard the sound of horses and a mighty army on the march. They told one another, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to attack us. Panic, they ran for their lives through the, through the darkness. And they abandoned Mercedes and BMWs and Rolexes and Gucci's and Louboutins and Louis Vuittons and sales. They left everything. Cartier, they left it all. Running for their life. So the four lepers entered the camp and they went into a tent. And they ate and they drank and they grabbed silver, gold, clothing. They went off and hid it. Then they came back, entered another tent. They looted it, hiding their plunder. You know, they were from the hood. <laughs> They're like, I got to hide some of this. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> but finally, 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 they said to one another, wait a minute, wait a minute. We shouldn't be doing this. This is a day of good news, but we're making it a private party. If we wait around until morning, we'll get caught and punished. Come on, let's go tell the news to the king's palace. Verse 4 said, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I want to preach tonight just for a couple of minutes from the subject, we can't stay here. We can't stay here. Father, help me now and help us hear the word. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen and amen. The great Charles Blondin looked at a crowd of people and said, who believes I can do it? Who believes I can do it? And the whole crowd shouted back, we believe. Charles Blondin was a famous uh, French tightrope walker who had come over to the Niagara Falls 
to walk across the Niagara Falls for the first time on a tightrope. And after he crossed, he crossed it with a wheelbarrow. And then he looked at the crowd and said, who believes I can cross it again with someone in the wheelbarrow? And the crowd shouted, we believe. We believe. So we looked at the promoter of the event and said, sir, do you believe? And he said, of course, that's why I brought you. No, do you really believe? He said, I really believe you can put someone in that wheelbarrow and walk across. And he said, you're sure you believe? He said, of course, I believe. And he said, okay, cool. Get in the wheelbarrow. (laughs) I want to talk tonight about wheelbarrow faith because this this is faith. I I want that to haunt you tonight. That's what faith sounds like. Now, now see, a lot of us have mistaken it because, because we, we don't think this is faith. We, we think this is faith. When I say we can't stay here, I'm, I'm talking about right here. Oh, this feels nice after jumping with all those 20-year-olds on stage. Oh, Jesus, help me. I'm 36 now, y'all. Beautiful West Elm on sale, praise the Lord. Very comfortable, very comforting, just immediately relieves pressure from my back. I think this is what we think of. This is, this is how we think of the kingdom. Man, you know, just a lot's been going on. I know I need to get in church. I just need some peace, man. I just need, man, I just need a, I just need a better life, man. I just, and, and that's cool, um, but, but don't get it twisted. This is, this is a good seat. Uh, it's just not forever. Because I've noticed that God absolutely wants to comfort the broken, yeah? And he'll put you in this chair to let you heal, and let you get better, and let you get restored, and let you forgive from that past church and church hurt, and your last thing, and man, you're really in pain, a lot's going on, and, and man, life's been really tough, and God will put you in here, and he'll let you get better, and then he'll look at you and go, you doing better? And you'll go, man, I'm doing so much better. You like that chair? I love it. Okay, well, uh, I only have so many of these. It's time to go. I, I have another chair for you. Ooh, 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 another one. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it, is it a recliner? Well, well, it has wheels. <laughs> because this is good. It's just not forever. And I think we think of faith as a real warm, comfy chair. But in reality, faith is more like a wheelbarrow out on the ledge. When I say we can't stay here, I just want to tell you that the life you want and the life you're praying for and the miracles you're believing for are not here. They're not here. They're they're not in this chair. They're in this chair. They're out, they're out on the ledge. They're, they're out hundreds and hundreds of feet above the water. And you're going, but, but Jesus, I don't like heights. <laughs> and I don't know how to swim. And the Holy Spirit says, trust me. Because this chair is actually safer than this chair. And so they tell us now that our main health issue in America is what they call a sedentary lifestyle. We, we were hunters and gatherers just a few generations ago, and now we're spending eight to 10 hours 
in comfort in front of a computer screen. And, and so they're telling us we have to move because I know this feels comfortable, but it's actually a killer. I know it looks soft, but it's actually a weapon. And in the same way, believers can get obsessed with the comfort zone and forget that the real place that God has called us to is over here. And it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. Like, like the old preachers used to say, faith and fear cannot coexist. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think they're married. They can't coexist. They're attached at the hip. The only reason you need faith is because you're afraid. And if your life is so small that it doesn't scare you at times, you need a bigger life. <laughs> I need faith because I know where the Holy Spirit's taking me. And where the Holy Spirit's taking me, my, my flesh doesn't like it. My flesh is uncomfortable. I'm scared, but I know that's the, that's the faith zone. Faith and fear cannot coexist. No, 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 no. Y'all, they sleeping in the same bed, y'all. And you actually have to get comfortable with the faith and the fear at the same time. You just have to be able to decide who's going to have the authority, who's going to... Who's going to make, at the end of the day, I feel the faith and I feel the fear. Who's going to make the decision? Am I going to go for comfort or am I going to go for calling? Am I going to go for convenience or am I going to go for conviction? And I'm just going to have to make that decision. Am I going to live a small, safe life that's actually destroying my soul? Or am I going to live the big faith life that my, my flesh resists it? but my spirit is craving it. We can't stay here. <laughs> so the call of God on your life, you're gonna have to do it scared. You're gonna have to say it scared and you're gonna have to pray it scared. I like what my pastor says, step out and find out. Step out and find, what if I step out and I find out I was wrong? You tried. What if I'm like Peter and I sink? He's still got a few steps in. I'd rather get back in the boat dripping wet and look at John and be like, yo, at least I took two steps. I mean, that's better than you. Bartholomew. Where you at, Judas? <laughs> I might have sunk, but he picked, at least I tried. <laughs> this, is, this is the life of faith. The life of faith is in the wheelbarrow. Who believes? I believe. Then get in the wheelbarrow. And so we find ourselves in 2 Kings chapter 6. I, I, I won't even read any of it tonight or give you the details. I would encourage you read that chapter. It is rated R. I mean, 2 Kings chapter 6 is one of the most gruesome chapters in your Bible. It is, I mean, it's, it's more graphic than Game of Thrones, Barry, or any of the other ones. I mean, this thing is, you know, this is a wild, uh, wild chapter and a very dark time in the history of Israel. And right in the middle of it, the people have enough sense to call upon the prophet. Jabin, what do I do when I'm in a famine? What do I do when I'm in a fight? What do I do when I'm under attack? You get under a prophetic atmosphere. Huh. 
I do find it amazing that a lot of people complain about me because I'm pretty loud and I'm pretty wild and, and I'm really faith-filled. And, and some people say I preach too much on sin and other people say I'm too positive. Like, you know, they say you're like Joel Osteen. And then other people tell me I'm like, you know, oh man, that's too heavy. And then other people, oh man, you're believing for another miracle. Oh my God, Jabin's having a shout again. And a lot of people get a little tired of me until they need a miracle. And then they're like, hey, pastor. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I ain't mad about it. Because everything I preach up here, I live out there. I'll go to the hospital and say the same thing. I believe this. Like, like, like I, I believe the word of God. I believe, amen. And I, I'm not calling myself Elisha or a prophet, but I am saying that when you're in a fight, you better get under an atmosphere that can prophesy you through the storm, through the fight. So they go to the prophet and they say, we need a word. And here's what the prophet says, verse one. He says, this famine is over. And then I think he thought to himself, I, I hope. Like it's over right now. It's over right now. When? Like by tomorrow. <laughs> Can y'all see the tension? This famine's over. There's no food. No, but it's over because... because it was over in the spirit. Yes, come on. And it had to be over in the spirit before it was over in the natural. And so we serve a God of Romans 4.17 that can call those things that are not as though they were. This does not mean that we speak things into existence, but it does mean that we serve a God who can look at dead things and say, Lazarus, come forth. We believe in a God that can say something that goes against what we see and can bring it to pass. We believe in a God who can raise the dead, heal the sick, bring miracles and reverse curses, reverse famines, and reverse the attack of the enemy in our life. You meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. Can I get an amen from somebody? I believe this, but Elisha says this famine's over, but it wasn't, but it was. See, many times what God is saying and what you are seeing, let me see this on the screen, are two totally different things. God is saying it, but I'm not seeing it. And I actually have to live in the tension between my God said and my I see. <sighs> and it's uncomfortable, but it's faith. And, 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 and a lot of you don't, don't want to live in that place, and yet that's the place where most of life happens. I got a word from God. I heard God. I said it. And now I'm waiting to see it. And you have to get comfortable with this. And, and, and I think it is uncomfortable. I think that's okay. I think, I think we read the scripture and we just forget that these were men. So David walks up to Goliath and says, you come against me with a sword and spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord. All right, I hope, I hope this works. <laughs> Joshua goes, we're gonna walk around the city and the walls are gonna fall. Shut up. <laughs> Elijah says, if the Lord is God, fire will fall. Elisha says, the famine's over. I'll be right back. So Lord, I kind of said, uh, I kind of went a little crazy and I feel it. 
This building's too small. We need a bigger building. God's going to give us a miracle. Ah! Okay, Lord, so I kind of got emotional on Sunday night, and um, people gave money, and we don't have a building. I need a... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and my whole household are saved. What'd your kids do last night? I don't really want to talk about the details right now. I don't really want to. <laughs> God's restoring our marriage. Y'all sleep in the same bed last night? Well, you know, with the air conditioning, I don't know. He's hot, I'm cold. It doesn't really work right now. I snore, he doesn't. I don't know. I'm blessed, I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. What's in your bank account? Well, I haven't been in a couple of months. I'm just kind of a couple of overdraft charges in there, trying to stay away from the credit card bills. There's actually a tension there that you have to stay on God's word while you're waiting on the miracle. And he says, this famine's over, but the servant, verse two, on whom the king leaned for support said, come on, you expect us to believe that? Oh, come on, Jabin, life's gonna get better, come on. God can do a miracle, please. What trap doors from heaven, bread's just gonna fall. Come on, you don't really expect us to believe this stuff, do you? I mean, Jabin, I like the music and you're funny, but like, God, I mean, come on, is God really, Jabin, do you know where I come from? Do you know where I've been? Do you know what I've seen? Do you know the, do you know my past? Do you know what my family's been into? Do you know the issues that I struggle with? Do you, do you really? See, because it, it's okay to be disappointed, but if you don't deal with your disappointments, it'll become a critical spirit. And God can work with a disappointed heart. He just can't work with a critical spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll work with your broken heart. He'll heal it as long as you don't let it go critical. And Elisha said, you're speaking from a place of a critical spirit. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to see the miracle. You just won't eat the miracle. God forbid you get a critical spirit and you stare eye to eye with a miracle and yet you can't receive it because you don't recognize it as a miracle. I refuse to have a critical spirit when I can be a person of faith. Amen, somebody. God did not call me to be an expert or you to be an expert. He called us to be a man and a woman of faith. People who believe God and believe for the supernatural provision of God. I don't need to be the smartest person in the room, but I do need faith to do what God's called me to do. Can I get an amen? So better a chef than a food critic. going from restaurant to restaurant, blogging, and you never stood in a kitchen line in your life. You've never cooked French toast, and you're trying to tell me about the hopes and dreams of a chef who has gone all in to open a restaurant, and you're going to tell me don't eat there because the soup was cold, and you can't make cereal. <laughs> Better a chef than a food critic better an artist than an art critic, better a musician than a music critic, better a filmmaker than a film critic, hopping on YouTube with your iPhone one, <laughs> talking about, <laughs> I didn't really get the movie. <laughs> and better a church builder than a church critic. 
Well, let's have church right now, come on. I'm not here to criticize anybody. We celebrate every man and woman of God in this city that is doing what they're called to do. And so we don't stare at a move of God and miss it because we got a critical spirit. May not be my house, but I can still celebrate it. Mm. But Elisha said, you're going to miss it, man. By the way, you can't stop it. You can just miss it. You cannot stop a move of God. You can just miss a move of God. And, and by, the, by the way, by the way, let me, tell you, let me tell you why he didn't care. He didn't care because he was in the king's house. Yeah, like he had a seat at the table. He got here early. He got a seat. He got in church. He's eaten from the king. See, it don't matter. Feast, famine, drought, pestilence, war. That king was going to eat. And that means that man was going to eat. But it, but it wasn't about the man. He forgot that there were people right outside the door that were hungry. And if you're not careful, you'll get so comfortable in here. Let me tell you how you know you're too comfortable in church. You criticize it. That light hit me in the eye again. I just don't know. You're too comfortable. Because if you would have brought a friend who doesn't know Jesus, you would have cared less about the light. You'd have been too busy praying for him. Your eyes would have been closed. You'd have been... Y'all don't want this. Y'all don't want the truth. You wouldn't have known if lights were hitting you because your eyes would have been closed going, Jesus, save my friend. Jesus, save my friend. Jesus, help my friend. Jesus, save my friend. Jesus, help my friend. Jesus, save my friend. Yeah. You don't care if the music's loud or not. You're just glad to be in the house, but you know you've gotten too, you just gotten too comfortable. You're just chilling, eating. People are starving. Jamin, why do we need to grow? Look at this building. It's packed four times today. It's jammed. Why are you talking about growth? Why are you talking about big announcements? Why are you talking about vision? Why are you talking about stepping out in faith? We did it. We didn't do nothing. We leave tomorrow. This city doesn't even know we were here. It's 2.2 million people who need hope. We ain't done jack. I mean, I thank God for everything he's done. I hope you hear my heart. But God forbid we just get around the table drinking the wine, eating the meat, and forgetting that there are 2.2 million people, most of which do not know Jesus, most of which do not go to church, most of which do not know God has a plan for their life and that there's hope in the name of Jesus. And while we're in here going, the room's packed. It's not about how many people are in the room, it's about how many people are not in the room. Why are we here? Let me remind you why we're here. Don't worry, I'm gonna be relationships next week. You're gonna let me again. Let me tell you why we're, we're here we are here right now for the people who are not here. We got a lot to do, y'all. But it can just, we can just chill. And we get drunk off our own success. But, but we got we to leave here or, or, or we'll miss the whole thing. And I've seen so many churches, and I never talk about this, and but I've seen so many churches over my life that were the thing. And then you go, what happened? They just, they, they fell in love with this seat. 
So God goes, all right, you don't want it? Verse four, so it happened. These four lepers out on the, on the city gate, just chilling, and one of them goes, let's do something. Like, if we sit here, we're gonna die. If we go walk around the streets of the city, we're gonna die. There ain't no food or water in there. Let's take a chance. Let's take a risk. Let's believe God. And I love this because the lepers were the lowest of the low in society. It's like, if, if, you, if, if the people in the king's house don't want it, in the king's house don't want it, he'll, he'll go find somebody. <laughs> like, if, 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 if we don't want to try to help men and women get back on their feet when they get out of prison, God will raise up a John Ponder and save him in jail, fill him with the Holy Ghost in jail, call him in jail, get him out of jail, and raise him up. And by the way, that's a real person in our church, and we support his ministry called Hope for Prisoners. We're behind that 100%, and we give towards it. Because it's like, if, if, we're, if we're comfortable in here, God's like, yo, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll change, I will change the nation with somebody. That's why Jesus said the first will be last, and then, and then I'll go get a leper and make them first. So, so we know from theologians that one of these lepers was a man named Gehazi. He was the servant of Elisha before he rebelled and stole and ended up being rejected and got leprosy as a judgment from, from God. But it's almost like Gehazi went, okay, I, so I really screwed up. But I don't think I need to live in that forever. I'm going to try, like I'm going to die eventually. I'm going to die swinging. Like one day I'm going to breathe my last. I might as well go out doing, I don't need to be in prison to a past mistake. Let's go for it. Let's believe, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but let's go for it. Let's believe God. Let's, let's try something. Let's Let's give it a shot. And I'm so grateful that they did not let their inability stop them from their ability to obey. The lowest of the low, and yet God called him because Dr. Ed Cole said it like this, God does not call the qualified. <laughs> he qualifies the called. <laughs> God does not call you because you're perfect. He calls you because he sees something willing in you that says, God, use my life for your glory. I'm, I'm in. If I, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it because I refuse to just sit here and die. Verse three, we've got nothing to lose. We, we can't stay here. If we stay here, we'll die. If we go into the city, we'll die. If we go there and they kill us, we'll die but let's try it. <laughs> so they start moving. We can have the keys come up. They start, they start moving. Notice, notice this. When they moved, watch me. When they moved, God moved. The Bible says they start walking towards the city at nightfall. <laughs> I think their leprosy played a role in this because I think they thought, 
if we walk up to Aram for lepers, they're going to kill us. So let's not let them see our weakness. Let's cover up and go at the dark of night. Because if they see limbs missing and fingers missing and noses missing and ears and teeth falling out and hair falling out. And so, so let's go, let's go in the night. Let's go in while we're hiding and maybe they won't see our weakness. And we do the same thing, huh? We walk into church, praise God, pastor, glory to God. God's so good. Glory, praise God. You're doing good? Blessed. 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 Just love the Lord. Too blessed to be stressed, honestly. Doing all right? I'm so anointed, couldn't be disappointed. Praise God. I'll tell you. Fired up for the Lord. Ain't no high like the most high, am I right? Don't make me keep, no, no more. That's all you get. You get more next week. And so if we're not careful... We'll, we'll put on a facade for people that don't even matter. When God's going, I'll take, I'll take a leprous praise. I'll take, I'll take worship from a leper. I'll, I'll take hands lifted with fingers missing and skin falling off and hair falling out. And I'm not looking for perfect praise. I'm just looking for availability. I'm just looking for anybody that would go, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm in pain. I'm broken. My feet hurt. My heart hurts. I've been rejected. I've been dismayed. Oh, but God has been good to me. I'll go just as I am. Just as I, I know I'm not proud of what I did last week and I'm not proud of where I come from. But I feel like God has a plan for my life because he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I'm, I'll just go like this and he... So we don't need any games. We don't need any facade. That, that's, why, that's why I'll never tell a person not to praise the Lord in church. Oh, we get so tight, don't we? Even just now, people start standing and some of you went. Well, Henry, this is a little emotional. Okay. You know what's funny? No one last night at the T-Mobile was saying, go Knights, go. There was a whole of fewer, oh, keep it down, keep it down. We don't want to get too excited. No one on that front row went, oh, can't touch the glass, can't. <laughs> go, nights, go, go, nights, go, go, nights, go. And if you're not loud, you're weird. And yet we come into church and someone wants to really praise the Lord and stand and clap and we... For some lepers, y'all. I'm looking for some radical praisers. I'm, I'm not gonna be cute. I'm declaring war on you. You're done. We done. It's over. I'm breaking up with you. I'm done with you. You're overrated. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be right here. Go, Knights, go. I'm trying to. to live in the faith zone, not the cute zone, not the comfort zone. I'm not telling you to be something you're not, but so they start moving. BC to BC, they start moving. 
They, they, you're scaring the new people. Y'all, they start moving. And when they move, God moves. Because the Bible said that as they walked, broken down and tired and weary and in pain and bleeding, they just walking through the sand. They just walking. But the enemy heard an army. They didn't hear nothing. The enemy heard it. This is good news because faith doesn't need a feeling or a sound or the right song or yeah. all faith needs is movement <laughs> I don't feel nothing see 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 the enemy was scared but so were they they were going they might kill us but let's keep moving this might not work let's keep moving <sighs> and the enemy lead and they cross over the ridge surprise surprise the Bible said surprise I don't know about y'all but I'm trying to I'm trying to get a few surprises before 2020 I don't know who I'm preaching to I feel like maybe five or ten people that need this word. I'm talking about, I, they're shouting, they're shouting an overflow. They're shouting an overflow. I'm talking about a surprise. I'm talking about, oh my God. Look what the Lord has done. I, surprise, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised because God's so good, but I'm a little surprised. God, you've outdone yourself this time, my God. Surprise. How many would like, how many believe in God for a surprise? Uh, uh. Whoa, hey, wow, hey, O-M-G, I don't know what else to say. Surprise. Surprise, the army left. And I'm believing for some surprises. And, and, and now they're blessed because, see, um, they, they, they go into the camp and they start eating and they start drinking. They start putting coins in their pockets and they start putting money in their pockets. They start stuffing their undies with Rolexes and Cartier bracelets and tennis bracelets. And they start putting Louboutins in their jacket and they start. And they're blessed because, by the way, by the way, obedience always brings blessing. It always brings food. They're they going to eat and drink. Listen, listen, listen. You just have to decide where you're going to eat the blessing. Come on. Come on. <sighs> oh, man. But Lord, I already took a risk to get here. I need a break. 
Lord, I'm just tired. I just, we just did so much to just get here. And I'm just trying to eat this food and drink this wine and, and look at this watch and look at this stuff and wear my AirPods. And it's worship music, Lord. It's good. I just, I just try to enjoy the blessing of my own obedience. Because it was so hard to get here. And yet I hear a whisper coming from another chair. I hear the soft voice of the Holy Spirit saying, come on over. And I go, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't, I didn't hear nothing. And the Holy Spirit says, remember me. And I go, yeah, I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. I do. And he goes, hey, hey, Jabin, remember, remember that faith that got you here? Yeah. Let's, let's activate it again. Remember, mate, remember your office was your car? You just stare at the city and just beg God to use you. Remember that? No. <laughs> Lord, you told me forget the former things. <laughs> remember, remember starting church in the cafeteria and there was four people in the room and you had to lead worship and you said, greet your neighbor and there was nobody to greet so people just... when you would lead worship and then run off stage, rip your in-ear monitors out, put on your headset, put on your sport coat and run back out. Remember, remember that? Remember your green room was speaker cases that you stacked and you would hide in there and try to finish your sermon. Remember that? Remember the 4 a.m. wake up calls for the 5 a.m. pickup? And Remember giving it all? Yeah, I do, but I really like this chair. I really do. Yeah, but Jabin, but I got something big for you. I know, Lord, and I'm, and I'm willing to go, Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm down. I'm down. I just, I can't. I'm as real as you've ever heard me right now. I'm being so real. Lord, I'm, I'm down to go. Just, can I take my baby? No. And so I feel like what the Lord's doing right now in City Light is he's like, y'all good? Yeah, we good. You like that chair? I love it. All right. It was good, huh? Been in this building a year. One of the fastest growing churches in America, if we cared, but we don't, so we don't send in our numbers, but if we did, we could send them in and show you the magazine, but we don't care because it's not about that. It's about the two million people that don't know Jesus, and so we don't get caught up in our own success, but anyway, stop, stop, and so I'm getting salty, so I want to, and I want to, and I want to stay here, and yet I hear the Lord say, 
I got something new for you. I'm like, okay, I don't, this isn't very soft. So I called our financial planner. We have a woman who is an amazing gift to the body of Christ. She works with, I mean, name the big pastor. She works for them. And what she does is she helps you plan out your future financially as a church. And so I called her and I told her how much money we have, how many people we have, how much. And I said, we have to get a building. We have to get a building. We have to get out of this little building. And she goes, okay, so here's what you can do. You could buy a building and you'll hate it. Like you'll hate it because it'll be too small. And in a year, you're going to be saying the same thing you're saying right now. We need a building. We need. And she goes, Jabin, you're going to get tired of it and your people are going to get tired of it. So I said, all right, click. No, just kidding. So I, so <laughs> keeping it real. So I'm mad, but I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, praise the Lord. Okay. So she goes, she goes, and you're going to cheat yourself out of the miracle God has for you. Because you're going to go from 6,000 to 12,000, 15,000. And then what? We could buy this building today, cash. We could buy this building today, cash. What are we going to do? It's too small. So some of y'all like Googling, how much is this building worth? Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> y'all curious. So, so, so we, we could do that, and we're going to be in the same place. And, and here's what we could do. We could buy this building, and we could chill here for services and talk about, man, building's packed. And then one day, it's not going to be so packed. And then it's going to be three services. It's going to be two. And we're going to wonder, what happened? Yeah. And God's going to go, you fell in love with that seat. So she said, here's what you're going to do. That's okay. Little Cuban lady, fiery. She said, here's what you're going to do. I said, all right. She said, you're going to start two new campuses while keeping that campus. And you're gonna to go to three campuses. And you're gonna do that in 2019, 2020, 2021. And then in 2022, you're gonna have so many people and so much resource. As a church, you can build your dream. And not just a little building. And I was like, dang. That's real. So we prayed. We started calling some high schools. And miraculously, the Lord has opened up a door for us. And starting January 12th, 2020, City Light Church becomes one church in two locations. Hallelujah. That's 600 seats, Silverado High School, Eastern in the 215. 600 seats. So much room for growth in ministry. We've had so much favor with the school. Literally, we're going to be able to keep everything on the campus. You can be seated. I want to tell you about it. Keep everything on campus. We're going to install a permanent sound system so that we don't have to set and tear that down every week. We're going to hang a projector so we don't have to do that. Chairs, beautiful auditorium. Kids programs are going to be amazing in there. 
and January 12, 2020, which is our 100th Sunday, by the way. Yeah, amen. We will have church in two locations, here and there. I will be there. So I'm gonna preach here at nine. I'm gonna preach there at 10. I'm gonna preach here at 11. And when it's ready, I'll go back and preach at 12 whenever it's time to do that. And then I'll come back and preach the six. But the prayer is, as you can see, we don't have any room here. The prayer is that the school will actually let us start our Sunday nights there instead so that we can host people correctly. And all the overflow said, amen. amen. Okay, yeah, yeah, we heard you. So we, we need you uh, to be a part of this. I'm gonna be there live. You're not gonna watch me on screen. And uh, I really believe the hand of the Lord is on this. It's a miracle. The favor is unbelievable. Here's what I need you to do if you live that way, okay? If you live this way, you ain't going anywhere. Stay right here. But if you live that way, Henderson, Seven Hills, Old Henderson, Lake Mead, uh, Madera Canyon, I don't know what's out there, all those places, Green Valley, I need you to text the number. Let's see this number, 97000. And then I need you to text the word Silverado. Do it right now if you can. Because we need to know how many people. I'm, I'm praying for 400 people to leave this campus and go over there. Because that will let this campus breathe. This campus is jammed. And we need people to leave this campus. And so we'll have worship. I'll hop in the car. I'll preach there. I'll come back, preach here. And I'm going to go back and forth. 97000 is the number, and I need you to text the word Silverado. That's if you want to be involved, or if you'll just say, I'll attend over there. And I'm telling you, you're going to like it more, because of the big auditorium. I mean, it's just going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. We'll continue to have church here. The owner of this building has agreed to let us continue this building through 2021, extended a year, which gives us another year to save, raise I'm believing God for another million dollars to come in. And now we have some, some cash to really buy or build the building that God's put in our heart. My prayer is also that 2020 will start this campus. 2021 will go north into Centennial or, or deep Summerlin. Amen. And we have a heart for that area. We want to go to that area. We need a high school to open in that area. Uh, so pray that the Lord would open that door for us. But first, we're going to do Silverado. Then we're going to go that way. And we will enter 2021 as a three-campus church and now be in the position to leave this building and build something very significant that will really be able to really minister to some people. Okay, so that's where we are. All right, Jabin, you need money? Nope, I don't need nothing. Here's what I need. I need you to do what you've been doing. If you're a tither, tithe. If you're an offering giver, continue to give your offerings. If you don't give, this is a great time to start, but we will not receive an offering for this campus. This campus is going to cost about $60,000. We will not take a penny from our building fund. This will come completely out of operations. So we'll just continue to do what we're doing and we'll pay for this building or for this campus, speakers, lights, blah, 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 blah signs, everything we need. Uh, this is going to be awesome. And I'm going to need you to partner with us if you're on that side of town to make this a possibility. 
we're, we're not going to do this. By the way, we're going to be a 10 campus church. Amen. Amen. Okay. You can't have 10 campuses in that seat. <laughs> it's going to take some of these. And I just want to thank God and I want to thank you for being a part of it. Uh, we will start to really ramp up interest meeting October 28th, 7 p.m. That's a Monday night. And um, God is good. Praise the Lord. Let's thank God one more time.